Hi there. Welcome to Did I Talk Too Much, a Grit podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Did I Talk Too Much? I'm your host, Jenna, and I'm joined here today with two lovely ladies. Say hey. Hey. And you might say, that sounds like Kaylee, but and you might be wondering, wait, who's that other voice? It's Audrey, our new staff member. Say howdy, Audrey. Howdy, Because <laughs> Audrey is from Texas. I am. Texas. Hey, girl. Hey. Can you tell the listener a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So my name is Audrey. I'm from Texas, as we've talked about. Um, <laughs> Extensively. Temple, Temple, Texas specifically, which is in central Texas. So if you hear an accent that explains it um I feel like I haven't heard your accent well it comes out when I'm talking about certain things and I can slip into it kind (laughs) of easily I heard a little bit (laughs) okay um I'm a freshman so I'm new to all of this and I am the podcast intern at Grit so I am kind of helping Jenna out with doing some editing doing some like brainstorming um she's teaching me the ways the Um, ropes yeah so she's our first ever pod intern guys so you better better i'm like better treat her right there's not much (laughs) you can do but get used to hearing her yeah because she's gonna be around so i am we're very excited very prepare to be sick of me (laughs) frankly be sick of her yeah frankly yeah um okay this question is very important um and something we ask all of our guests with any biola affiliation um what is your favorite calf station slash what do you think is the best calf station because it might be different okay my favorite is probably chef's table i think it's the best but honestly if we're talking about like comfort i have to go with like the grain gallery because <laughs> like because you can always get your bread there yeah and like i love having the leftover biscuits love and the everything bagels and the cookies are so delish so yeah love it i got yeah. in the habit where i like grabbed a cookie every time i left the calf yes. yeah for two years mm-hmm. it was a way of life <laughs> it's a little treat mentality but now whenever i eat i always have to have something sweet right after <laughs> literally mm-hmm. so before we hop into a few minutes of chatting and checking in um we today we're going to be talking about female monologues in film and why they matter Just wanted to quickly acknowledge that before we get into our few minutes of chit-chat time. But we're very excited. We're going to talk about Little Women. We're going to talk about Barbie. The two best movies literally ever. What a time to be a girl. We love it. Mm -hmm. Um, So check in. How are we doing, guys? It's currently Tory week. Midterms are next week. I'm feeling a little stressed, but I'm also feeling rested. It's a confusing situation for me. How are you guys doing? Um, I'm doing okay. I didn't have a whole lot of midterms, which is nice. Love. Um, but I do have my Tory paper due, like my first draft of that due in a couple weeks, and that really snuck up on me. So I'm kind of freaking out about that. But For the okay. listener, Tory conference is yes. a conference that Biola has every fall. Tory is the honors college at yes. Biola that Audrey's in. So when we refer to Tory in this context it sounds a little confusing yeah but she's talking about her big fat juicy paper she has to write for her classes we don't have to write a paper about the conference we're going to that would be silly so Mm -hmm. i'm a little bit stressed about that but it's okay yeah it's always daunting before and then once you get a draft i know you can breathe but yeah Yeah. good luck on that girl thanks i'm not gonna lie this conversation reminded me that i have to take an online midterm due tonight and it was opened (sighs) last week (laughs) 
know. Kaylee. I honestly probably would have forgotten. I forgot about a quiz in a class like a week ago. I'm Sorry. not not doing too hot. <laughs> I'm just checking. I'm, I'm really, the senioritis is hitting a little soon. So I think I'm just getting a little bad at checking my canvas and not writing things down in my planner. But besides that, mentally, I'm good. Like <laughs> You're like, mentally, I'm at peace because I'm not checking canvas. <laughs> I honestly think that's going to why. Cut but... the toxic things out of your life. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally. If it's not serving you, get it out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I definitely resonate. Like, if I forget, sometimes I just won't check canvas as if I don't need to check it. Like, as if I don't have things due every single day. Like, I'm not a student. <laughs> Literally. Like, this is my job. Like, I got to be, I got to be on it. I got to clock in, do my time. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I hope that amidst, you know, our papers and tests that we can continue to persevere through the semester. But <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't, I don't yeah. know if that'll happen. <laughs> yeah. But we'll see. Um, it's always like when you're in the middle of something that you're like, oh, my gosh. But at least for us, I'm like, what, this is our seventh semester? And it's like, I've made it through every time. You know when you have like that project that's like looming over your head? It's just like, ah, like Would literally you- your toy paper or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then it always gets done. You've finished mm-hmm. everything. Worst case scenario, things are still, it's okay. We're fine. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> do you I have to say? throw it out there. Happy Hispanic Heritage Month. Absolutely. Yay. That's it. That's it. That's, That's it. All. This is being posted <laughs> several weeks after the fact, but we should be uh, celebrating Hispanic Heritage year round. So thank you for that, Kaylee. Can you explain a little bit of what we're going to be talking about today and the importance of it? Yes. Uh, So for today's episode, I guess I'm kind of here as like our standpoint of being a little CMA major, which is fun. Love being in CMA. Uh, I'm also in screenwriting. So I think I hold these monologues to a certain extent of like things I wish I wrote. Um, Totally. Very inspirational. Yes. I wish in my future endeavors as a screenwriter, I can inspire women in the exact same way that we are inspired by the woman who wrote these, aka Greta Gerwig. For both of them. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Just Greta Gerwig. <laughs> I forgot. Love you, Greta, if you're listening. <laughs> I would actually, like, freak out if she was listening. <laughs> she literally would never. Like, she literally would never. But I'm like, if you're listening, love you. <laughs> Just yeah. in case. Cover all the bases. Just put it out there. <laughs> okay. Goodbye. I think it's just important to highlight the female voices in film and the monologues we're talking about, which are Amy Marge from Little Women and America Ferrer's monologue, but talking about important characters like Gloria, um, a.k.a. America Ferrera's character, and Barbie, and all she talks about in being a woman and what goes into it and the difficulties we face while being a woman and having our own experiences. Totally. It almost feels like these monologues like break the fourth wall a little bit in the sense mm-hmm. that like the director can say exactly what they want you to hear. Like It's not anything that... There's no ambiguity. It's like this is exactly what I want to say. And the monologue gives a chance for these actresses to voice these very important things, which is what I love. It's just so direct. And I know like both of these I've seen like as audios, like on TikTok and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So it definitely is like on social media and like resonating with women of like many ages, which I think is super important. But we're first going to hop into the Amy March monologue. And I'm going to have Audrey give us a little context. If you haven't seen the most amazing, wonderful movie ever, Little Women. Um, 
I have to admit, I've only read half the book and then I did not finish it because it got a little boring in the middle. I need to finish, I know. So I'm not sure if this is in the book, um, but we're going to include a little soundbite of it in a couple minutes. So you'll be able yeah. to tune into that. But yeah, tell me a little bit more about it, yeah. Audrey. So I have to preface by saying like, I love Little Women. It's like my Roman empire. <laughs> Someone asked me what that was for me the other day. I was like, oh, it's probably Little Women because I think about it. Fully. So The often. Christmas scene? Yes. Yes. Um, so the context of Amy March's monologue here is she's in Europe and she's just feeling like she had all these dreams about being an artist and she realizes that like people are better than her and maybe she's not as talented as she thought she was. And so now she's kind of shifted her dreams and ambitions to marrying this rich English guy. And so she's talking to like her childhood best friend, Lori. And Lori's like, what, what are you doing? Amy, like, why are you trying to marry this guy? And she's like, Lori, like, this is my reality as a woman. And I think it's just so, it's so awesome. I love that mm -hmm. writing. So I'm excited to talk about it with y'all. Yes. Okay. So here's a little soundbite of that. So, listening back to that, what came up for you guys as you heard this monologue? Um, personally, for me, I think within this monologue, it's super important that she highlights the fact that, like, all all things would not be hers. They would be her husband's. And when she says, like, even if she has children, they're his children. Like, even though she bore them for nine months, they're not hers. They're technically his. And I think to me that stood out the first time I watched the movie of, like, oh, my gosh, like, this is really a man's world. And just in that specific time, it was definitely a man's world. And now a little less than before or a lot less than before, I guess. But I feel like those types of things definitely are still showcased within like child support and all that kind of stuff and more legalities of today's society. But that's definitely what stood out to me most and just like and her passion for the topic at hand especially just like just her vulnerability as well with Lori and just being super transparent with him because I feel like saying those things to another woman is like yeah I feel like another woman would just be like oh well that's kind of just it but explaining it to Lori in detail of like no this is your doing too like calling him out for it in a way like not exactly but kind of telling him like no like this is the reality for a woman and this is also what you're going to put your own wife into mm -hmm. I love that I think she just explains it so well to him because um, I, I don't know if people, I don't know if men like really think about that stuff or um, I think she just makes such a good case for the resilience of women and I don't know, it's so cool. I love this monologue. I have a hard time like articulating it, but I, on the inside, I'm just like, yes, yes. <laughs> when I hear it, it feels so, so good. Right. I think it also... This monologue gives me a lot of gratitude um, just for the women who came before me. Like, they had to put up with a lot. And I'm just really grateful for them, like, fighting to make a place um, that was just better for me. Where maybe a world in one day, like, marriage wouldn't be just an economic proposition. But mm. marriage could be something to look forward to. It could be a joy. So, I feel actually like a strange sense of gratitude when I hear this monologue. I love that insight. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, I feel like when I hear this, I'm thinking of kind of what Kaylee said of like, 
it makes me think about how things have changed historically and how we still are seeing like lingering impacts of this dynamic of men having more power than women, which has just been throughout human history. But even thinking like trying to explain, like I'm thinking of like if I could have a conversation with Amy March, even like now we're still so far off. Like women didn't, I just fact checked this because I'm a journalist. Um, <laughs> that women couldn't open their own bank accounts until 1974. Mm-hmm. Um, 1974. 1974. Um, that's when the Equal Credit Opportunity Act passed. So women technically won the right to open a bank account in the 1960s, but a bunch of banks still refused to let women do so without a signature from their husbands because it would be like your bank account would be with your father and then it would get transferred to your husband. So mm-hmm. a lot of times I think... I think a lot of the female experience is teaching men like why it's hard to be a woman and why it isn't the same because Mm -hmm. all we know is our own experience. So it's like, Mm -hmm. I genuinely believe for the most part, men are not trying to walk around and be like Mm ill-informed. They just literally only know it until they get into a close relationship with a woman that they're like, oh my gosh, this is actually like, these aren't just like these vague problems and like comments I've heard like, oh, this is impacting my girlfriend, my wife, my or even like family members, like my mom, my sister, my daughter, whatever. But yeah, it becomes like very real. But even still, women have the labor of like having to explain things to men when he was like, well, just be a poet, like just be a <laughs> just be a painter, love. just do it. Yeah. Just marry for love. Like, why wouldn't you just do that? And it's like, I can't just like be free to do whatever I want the way you can. Mm-hmm. And I love the way that she articulated it to him and not in a way that was disrespectful. She was like, listen, here's the situation and just like laid it out for him. And I think did it very gracefully, Mm -hmm. um, but also very directly, which I just admire. Um, Do you guys feel like you've ever had like a monologue moment with someone or have you ever had like the desire to have one where you like want to have like just the right words to say when someone makes some comment to you and you're like, oh, like I just like want to like look into the camera like, <laughs> for two minutes, give my like my speech that I've re- or rehearsed in my head or you've rehearsed it in the shower, in the car, all these places by yourself. Have you ever had a chance to like deliver that or is it more of like a fantasy <laughs> kind of in your head? I mean, for me personally, I, I was in speech and debate all throughout high school. And so I feel like that checks out. <laughs> I had my monologue moments many times, but most of them were not about necessarily being women they're mostly about like the one specific thing i would do in debate is called extempore speaking and so i would have 30 minutes to basically they would give me a topic i would use this one thing this like software and i had 30 minutes to come up with a seven minute speech and that's i think why i talk so fast (laughs) because i had to have like a ton of information in my speech to hit all of those points Mm -hmm. and most of the things i would talk about were like worldly issues and they didn't really have anything to go with my gender because most of them weren't about my gender they're mostly about like men (laughs) um and so I just try to like cater to the judge if it was a male or female yeah but um I think I definitely instilled most of my passion when it came to things about the planet and so I was super passionate about like sustainability specifically in high school I am still passionate about it but just not to the same extent that I used to be in like an activist sense but I definitely think in like the monologue moment with like an actual person just like me and that person I think I've had that moment in high school and he wasn't he was like my guy best friend but there was will they won't they kind of tension and I I mean I didn't have a monologue moment but I kind of just had to sit him down and be like I have feelings for you too but this cannot ever happen 
and I couldn't explain why. It was just like we kissed, so that made things even worse. I love this drama. <laughs> um, I just had to tell him like this this can't happen, and and mm-hmm. it was a whole thing. But I didn't end up getting to say what I wanted to say for the sake of not hurting his feelings. Yeah, yeah. I feel like a lot of women censor themselves. Mm-hmm. Obviously, um, I think that's a very shared experience amongst women that censorship. And so I think there's part of us that is like feels so good when we watch a monologue because we're like yes they're taking up space they're Mm -hmm. saying like what I wish I could say Mm -hmm. and are like saying it perfectly and that person's listening like yes like it just feels so right so it can be hard when you're like oh like I felt like I wanted to make myself hurt or make my point and then it either just comes off as like angry woman (laughs) or it just like doesn't land and you're just like okay that was dumb yeah but Audrey I think you were about to say something before I went well I feel like I couldn't really have the best monologue moment because Whenever I get like heated, I just start crying. Oh, fully. <laughs> fully. So if I care about what I'm talking about, I'm just like, and I just like, I don't know. <laughs> um, so I don't know if people would want to listen to that. I, I did, resonate deeply. Yeah. I did have to graduate, I had to do a senior thesis. So it's like, oh, I have a captive audience for 25 minutes. So I talked about being a feminist. Um, and that was in great. Texas. Yeah. Um, and just like appealed to my Sorry, Christian school, like, that. Like, hey, you don't have to... Being a feminist can be just, like, really caring about the dignity of all women everywhere. It doesn't have to align with a certain agenda. And Which so, is hard to say. Yes. In a room full of people that hear one word and automatically are like, okay, this means you are X, Y, and yeah. Z. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, are trying to put you in a box. Yeah. So, so freaking kudos to Audrey for I, that one. That was, I felt pretty excited about that. And I won second place. So yes. Yeah. Love. That's great. So I think that was kind of, I guess, my monologue moment. I feel like I get so emotional that I am not great at, like, adequately expressing how I feel in in an eloquent way. So Totally. It can be hard when you care so much about something, Mm -hmm. unless you are, like, speech and debate or giving your uh, thesis presentation. Which I, like, memorized. Yes, you memorized it, you prepared for it. Even Kaylee, you had some preparation, like, okay, like, you're in that mindset. But it's like... When we watch, I think it's so satisfying in film because it's not like they had prepared for it. It feels yeah. so raw and emotional, but mm-hmm. it's so well put. And it's like, especially for um, the Barbie monologue that we, I'll just hop into it now with America Ferreira, where she talks about like, it's literally impossible to be a woman. You have to be thin, not too thin. Uh, you need to have money, but you can't ask for money. Uh, you have to be a boss. You can't be mean, like all these different things. Um, but women just feel like there is no way to like be a woman that society is like, good job, you're good. Like, there's just so much critique in any position a woman takes on literally anything. And so I think, like, we've all felt that frustration that, like, America Ferrera had when she was, like, when Barbie was, like, ah, like, was freaking out. And she was, like, it's literally impossible to be a woman. Like, it's just, like, oh, And then goes on to say literally the most perfect speech of all these different messages that we've received all growing up on media and all these from the women in our lives even, just like all these things of like, you need to be this way, you need to be that way. And so hearing it, I think for so many women, it was very emotional because it was like, oh my gosh, you just put to words like my experience. And you could tell that she was getting like emotional. She was saying it, she's obviously acting, but I'm sure her as an actress felt very passionate even about the topic itself. But when you guys were hearing this monologue in theaters, how did it make you feel when you were hearing it? I'm assuming you both saw it in theaters. Mm -hmm. If you are a feminist, you probably did. I'm just kidding. Literally in Feminism 101, guys, to go see Barbie. <laughs> um, I remember I really liked the monologue 
but I definitely felt a little discouraged because I was like, oh, you're right. It does kind of suck. <laughs> like When she reminds it us. It is impossible. Like but it is interesting that that is a speech that sets the Barbies free. So I think that's interesting because it's hmm. like, I think you have a choice. You can choose to be, feel really down about it, which like, yeah, we should lament that this is a reality in our world. But also I think there's a place for us to be like, okay, all right, then I'm just going to be me then. Yeah, because there's literally no way yeah. that I can fit into this I box and can't be perfect. please everyone. So I'm just going to focus on living a life pleasing to the Lord. So, it, period. Yeah. I think for me personally, I think hearing not only as like a woman, but hearing it from a woman of color specifically, mm -hmm. especially because I will we'll talk about it in a little bit. Um, America's in this one film. It's one of it's her like her main her, it's her first starring role in something huge, um, which is called Real Women Have Curves. And so hearing that from her meant everything to me mm -hmm. because that movie just means so much to me just as a Hispanic woman. And just even a young girl, like watching that movie for background, it's about this young Hispanic girl who's a little bigger and her mom just constantly, it's literally the whole movie is her mom just constantly being down about her, down on her about her body and telling her like, you need to lose weight because you're never going to find a husband. Mm -hmm. And her mom's not skinny. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. Like they literally call her out for it in the movie. Huh. And wow. she's just a big hypocrite, but same thing. Like she's denied being able to apply for college, even though she's so smart and her 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 teacher in high school is like, I want you to apply and I'll write you a letter of recommendation. And I believe it's to Columbia. And they're like, we'll get you a spot. And her parents refuse because they're like, no, you're only a woman's only job is to serve a husband. And that's it. And to have children, especially in Hispanic culture, that's still broadly like expected by women today. Luckily, my parents not. <laughs> Shout out to Kaylee's mom and pop. Shout out to Eric and Jennifer. Yay. <laughs> But going back to the Barbie monologue, it definitely made me feel liberated. I came out of the movie theater. I went and saw it with my boyfriend and I went on a full rant in the, or a tangent in the car. I was just like, this is the most amazing thing that has ever been said. This is exactly my female experience. And he even said like, no, I feel like this is everything you've ever, I shouldn't say complained, but this is everything you've ever talked about. Like, especially like being a woman here on campus and just a woman here at GRIT just how we've talked about compulsive cuteness and just all that kind of stuff like mm. we want to have cute outfits like we want to dress nice on campus but we don't want to seem like we're overdressing and same thing like you want to wear sweats but you don't want to seem like you don't care about how you look mm -hmm. so I think it kind of just goes into that and I'm I'm excited to be a woman in this time where movies like this exist totally thank you for sharing I loved that I feel like when I first heard this I was like okay I've heard this before this feels very like general like I'm just like yeah it is annoying but like whatever and I think part of me obviously that's just like anger like deep down mm -hmm. that it's so annoying that mm -hmm. I keep having to hear this when it's like why aren't like men caring about this topic and I just have to keep hearing like you can never be enough I'm like cool awesome even though like in a Christian context it's like you are enough like that's kind of like a band-aid put over this like mm -hmm. bullet hole almost yeah. it just feels like that Christian message, which I even grew up hearing, like, it doesn't feel very helpful thinking about, like, but actually I'm not. Like, I have, I feel like I have to be all of these things because of all this messaging I'm receiving, I think particularly in media. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, I think I just heard it and I was like, okay, whatever. And then I saw this TikTok that broke it down and I was like, wait, not me being the problem. So basically she was saying how, like, that scene in the movie, that was like Barbie realizing 
This was Barbie, like, learning about the female experience because all she'd ever been was a little doll. And she went into the real world and was like, oh, my gosh, like, it's literally run by men. Like, that was her experience and realizing, like, oh, wait, I don't feel safe. Oh, I feel like uh, people are looking at me in a way where I feel like they might do some harm to me and I feel sexualized and all these things. And so she came back and she's feeling discouraged and was just talking about how she didn't look good. And this was America Ferrero's response. And so... This is like maybe for a Gen Z woman who's grown up with a lot more positive messaging about like, you don't have to be thin to be valuable or like, you don't have to be, you don't have to oscillate between like, be successful, but not too successful. Like this kind of thing that she's talking about, like you should be a leader, but don't lead too much. Like, I feel like we have a lot more positive messaging nowadays. And so it's easy for me to hear it and be like, okay, whatever. Like, yeah, but there's, but Barbie was having that her very first realization of this. Mm -hmm. And we all had that when we were younger like a moment of being like, oh my gosh, like I really can never be like just the right amount of being a leader or being bossy or whatever. And so this was like Barbie's like introduction into being a woman. And so that made me like totally rethink it. And I was like, oh my gosh, it feels a lot more fresh now. I think at first I really didn't like it, but now I love it. Um, And I feel like it really resonates with me. In a way, I think the first time I heard it, I was kind of like, okay, whatever. And there's also a lot of older women that have never heard this, mm. like, directly said to them. And so I think that that also is super valuable and was probably really inspiring to hear. But I like how we all had a different, like, initial reaction to it. I think that's cool. Same. Um, but thank you guys for your time today. I enjoyed talking about these two monologues. Uh, the resources for these will be linked on our Instagram. Uh, you also can just look up America Ferreira Barbie monologue along with Amy March Little Women monologue on YouTube and watch those there. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for being here. Thank you yeah. for having us. Yeah, this of was course. awesome. I love this. Yay, Audrey's mm -hmm. first pod. Yes, Yay. it's my first. Yay, love so, it. Yeah. All right, see you guys later. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Did I Talk Too Much? If you enjoyed this week's episode, we would love to hear from you. You can leave a rating and a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening from. To make sure you don't miss an episode every other week, be sure to subscribe. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram as well to get the latest updates on upcoming events, new blogs, and question boxes where you have the chance to have your questions answered on the podcast. Our Instagram is at grit at Biola. Our blog is linked in our Instagram bio where you can hear from our staff writers and read more about our mission. Thanks again for tuning in. The views expressed in this podcast may not necessarily represent the beliefs of Biola University or the GRIT Editorial Board. All content is designed to inspire and challenge GRIT listeners to explore their gifting, foster resilience, gain insight, and develop tenacity. 